Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Um, I'm going through a lot. I feel like my normal peppy self. I know um, a lot of our listeners um, follow us on Twitter and know us in Slack and even on Facebook and things like that. So I know a lot of people know that um, I lost my dad last week and it's Mm -hmm. been a very, it's been a very difficult couple of weeks. Um, And then my stepmother, my sister's mother, um, I guess former stepmother, passed away yesterday in a tragic car accident. So we had two deaths in the family in eight days and navigating all of that. My dad dying in international waters, mm-hmm. um, my sister's mother passing away in another state from where she lives. There's a lot to, there's a lot to navigate. Yeah. And so, um, I'm not my normal peppy self. I still yeah. love everybody and that kind of thing, but it's definitely a somber time. Yeah. And that's okay. You? You're not expected to be your peppy self when stuff like this happens. I mean, you're not expected to be your peppy self. You can decide not to be at any time, but especially sure. right now, feeling your feelings and going through what you have to do right now to get to the next day and all of that is way more important than anything else. So I'm really glad that you're here on the podcast with me. Um, yeah, we, we weren't able, I wasn't able to get a guest yet last week because, um, short notice and I'll say I missed you, but, um, I'm glad we're able to talk this week. Um, and I'm sure just like me, all of our listeners love you and, and are wishing you the best during this time and sending love and all of that, all of that nice stuff. Thank you. And Um, I know she only listens to us once in a while, but I do want to give a happy birthday to my daughter, Lydia. Happy birthday, Today's Lydia, her, my sister. Her dirty from 30. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't, I, we haven't actually had a podcast. I don't think since you were here, did we? Oh, no. oh yeah. Since I got back from your house. Yeah. So you were our last podcast. You, we were actually sitting across the table from each other, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you special. actually got to meet Lydia when you yeah. were here. Yeah. And, we got along uh, super well. Exchange exchange phone numbers and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and discovered that you like her playlists and she thinks you're awesome and all the good stuff. <laughs> it was pretty great. Was um, but yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Getting, getting through every day in a, in a panderia, just had a weird tornado scare and dealing with the aftermath of that. And like, yeah, this is a weird, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel, I feel like everyone's been saying that the whole pandemic, like, man, this is, this has been a weird last couple of weeks or like, this is, this month is just no good. And it's like, dude, the, the next month has something else in store for us. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't, and anybody who's still talking about, did you have this on your bingo card? Just throw the damn cards away yeah. already. No more yeah. bingo cards. No more bingo cards. Nobody's going to win. Like, what are y'all trying to win with this, this game of bingo? Um, there are no winners. <laughs> there are no winners. Um, but yeah, oh today goodness. we decided to talk about kind of offshoot of what you're going through, but also mm-hmm. um, a a topic that we've talked about between us once or twice um, is like how to effectively support people. Mm-hmm. And that could be a wide variety of different types of circumstances. So like right now for you going through grief, for me to say, how can I support you? What can I do? Which I annoyingly said like 10 minutes ago, because I just wanted to help you. Um, (laughs) That's not 
as helpful as me saying, Hey, I know you have X on your plate. Can I take that off your plate for you? Or, Mm -hmm. um, Hey, can I send you a a DoorDash gift card so that you don't have to worry about your dinner tonight? Like Mm -hmm. providing suggestions and recommendations for things. Right. And so that goes into anyone that you want to support doesn't necessarily have to be grief related. It could be, Hey, there's this big conference coming up and I know some underrepresented people who would be great fits to speak at this conference. And I want to support them and encourage them. How can I do that? Instead of just saying, how can I support them? Or yeah, instead of just saying that, Mm -hmm. support them, right? Reach out to them, make suggestions, offer to, you know, like I'm doing this right now in a couple of the Slack groups I'm in is like, hey, if anyone is applying to specifically WordCamp US has just opened its calls for speakers. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. There's a trash truck outside my house and he's being loud. Heard it. Um, <laughs> dude, shut up. I'm busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you know we record the podcast at this time? Is, um, wait, is this called trash talking? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry. Trash that was talking. a dad joke. It was such a dad joke. <laughs> Um, in honor of your dad, that was a dad joke. Absolutely. <laughs> um, lost my chain of thought. Oh, um, yeah, I'm I'm offering, you know, in some of the groups that I'm in, hey, if anyone wants to apply to speak at WordCamp US, let me know. My DMs are open. I will proofread your application. I'll help you mm-hmm. with your bio. I'll help you with your description, your talk topic, like whatever. Um, the key to all of this, right, is instead of putting the impetus on the person who needs help to tell you what they need, right. And do that additional emotional labor and mental labor and take time out. Mm-hmm. Um, just start. And if they say, yeah. thank you, but this isn't really what I need right now. That's perfectly adequate valid. feedback. That's very valid. <laughs> yes. Doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It just means you tried no. and you missed the mark a little. Um, but give them the opportunity to say no, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times what people are afraid of is that they will like offend, right. By, um, inserting themselves into the situation or providing help that somebody doesn't need or want. And I think if your heart is in the right place and you're not being overbearing with something, right. Like I'm not going to go up behind somebody who's using a wheelchair and just start pushing them. Oh, please. No. Right. Like <laughs> there are, there are definitely limits. Um, right. But you know, I, if they're going up an incline and they're, and I can see they're struggling, I might go up and say, Hey, would you like a push? Right. And they can say yep. yes, please. Or no, thank you. And, or could I at least stand behind you in case you so start you to don't, roll backwards? Yeah. So you don't roll backwards. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, there is a balance to these things, but it's not as hard as people make it out to be. Right. Um, and it's funny because, you know, definitely these kinds of things come out through grief. It also comes out though, you know, I'm a person with a disability. And so oftentimes people will say, well, look, you know, if, if I can help you with anything, let me know. But, and it's not because I have pride because I mean, <laughs> I do have pride. It's not like I don't have pride, but, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to not call you because I'm too prideful is what I'm trying to say, but I'm not going to call you because those kinds of offers fall so empty. They feel like such, um, 
almost like to patronize or like so so I so I don't feel bad about myself I'm going to offer that if you ever need anything let me know yeah but how many times have you ever said to somebody if you ever need anything let me know have they ever called you and said I really I need I and I and I'm letting you know because Mm -hmm. you don't right it makes the person who says it feel really good because they offered yeah but it feels the like the right is, thing to do, but there's really not a lot of right. intention behind it. Right. And if you do it, if you really do have intention and you really do want to be helpful, you can make that same offer in a much better way. So for example, I have been struggling this week because my dad died. Right. So last Thursday, a coworker here in Rochester called and said, Hey, is anybody sitting with you tonight is anybody is anybody there and I said I said no you know my friend just left a little while ago um I was just gonna um, order a pizza and they're like don't order the pizza um we're coming over we're gonna make dinner we're gonna eat with you and of course they're the kind of friends that don't have to ask they can just tell me that's what they're gonna do and I'm like oh thank god right and then Friday night another another coworker, and of course you know these people but um so that Thursday night I'm I'm gonna name names Thursday night Jeff from from give he's like he and his girlfriend came over made amazing dinner we watched a movie together and I wasn't alone and they cleaned up afterwards I mean it was awesome and then Friday night Amanda from give She's, she texts me and she's like, Hey, are you doing anything tonight? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm home. She goes, all right, I'm coming over at seven. I said, all right, sounds great. She brought wine. And then she went in and cleaned my whole kitchen. Like, cause she saw it needed to be done and she did it. You know, um, the wine was good too. And just sitting mm-hmm. and letting me cry and hugging me and those kinds of things. Um, and you don't have to be a close friend to be able to offer those things. So instead of saying, if you need anything, let me know a better way to ask and offer support, um, whether it's grief or it's somebody who, you know, just came out of the hospital or, you know, that they struggle with anything is I've got some time on Thursday night. Are you free? Can I come over and help you with anything that you need help with? Like if somebody said that to me, I'm like, oh my God, would you push laundry through for me? Yeah. Like stuff that I struggle with. Right. Um, or can you help me meal prep or just come over and have a cup of tea? I would love your company. Like mm-hmm. any of those kinds of things, but it's way more sincere if you actually put action behind it mm-hmm. instead of just this vague offer. Yeah, exactly. Hi everyone. Allie here to interrupt. As we approach our 50th episode, we want to hear from you. Have you learned something that has helped you through listening to this podcast? Have you used our tool and found it helpful for your projects? We really want to know. Please go to underrepresentedintech.com slash 50 and leave us a quick voice memo telling us what you've learned or accomplished. Your voice memo might be featured in our 50th episode. Thank you. Back to the episode. And you and I were talking, um, before about how this is also applicable in non like in other ways besides like I am you know do you need somebody to make you a meal kind of stuff um so talk about that a little bit because uh you talked about summer of 2020 yeah I re- I just remember in in the summer of 2020 and and it- less so since then, but particularly during that time a lot of black people in all spaces were getting this you know, we were going through the trauma of George Floyd and all of the other beautiful individuals who were taken from us and all of the violence that was coming off of that and all of the stress. 
Um, um, and there was a lot of that of like, Hey, what can I do? What can I do to support you? Um, you know, well-meaning people who knew that there was hurt happening and they wanted to be helpful, but that was a form of grief that the black community and the American community was going through. And to just be like, well, what can I do to support you? Like, can you stop police violence? Cause that would really be supportive and helpful. Right. But that's not possible. And I think that in circumstances like those, because a lot of those conversations were happening in the workplace, in professional circles, in slacks, in emails, in DMs, whatever. Um, and I think it can be difficult in a situation like that, that is very racially charged for somebody to just sort of step forward and decide, this is how I'm going to be supportive, right? You do need to educate yourself first, but the way to educate yourself is not necessarily by asking the grieving person to educate you because that's again, emotional labor, time, all of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think for situations like that, especially when it's workplace related and there is much less room for error um, because the, the environment is more defined and rigid, right? Like we are coworkers or I am your employer, right? That is the specifics of our relationship. We're not buddies. We're not friends. I'm not going to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's way different from Amanda coming over and and cleaning your kitchen. Right. Right. Um, And so uh, my approach or my, my, from my perspective, the way to handle that is like going off and doing your own research or, you know, a company that would go find a, 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 a diversity or a human resources consulting company, right? And educate themselves through that, get themselves extra training, get themselves some extra resources to make sure that they can support their Black employees in efficient and systemic ways. That's how you can help, right? And that has, that does not go to the person dealing with this, right? Like I remember there were some companies who were like, hey, Um, And not just to the black employees, but to everyone. And they were like, if you want to take, you know, the next two days off so that you can heal and, you know, have some time to deal with all of this, please do that. Right. I think that's an amazing thing to do in a professional setting. If you have that power is to like, just give people the space and communicate that like, yes, your job and work and everything like that is important, but your mental health is more important. And so I'm going to give you the space and give you that flexibility. Right. And that's also like, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before the power of choice and like giving people a choice of how they want to be supported. So by like offering some time off, maybe this person wants to just focus on work and that's, what's keeping them sane right now is focusing on work and not doom scrolling. They don't have to take the time off, but if they really want to and spend time with their family, then they can. And that goes such a long way to just know that somebody is uh, cognizant of your struggle and will let you deal with it in the way that you would like to, rather than determining how you're going to deal with it by only giving you, you know, one option sort of a thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the other things that you and I had discussed, gosh, a long time ago too, which I think is, this is another good time to bring it up is, um, well, first I want to say support is never 
in front of the person, right? So like to think about support, like a bridge is, uh, the support of a bridge is underneath. It, it's like the bridge is there, but the support is behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you're supporting anybody, you're not standing in front of them taking away from whatever they do. The same thing is true of allyship. Allyship means that I'm, I'm here with you. I'm not speaking for you. I'm not taking the spotlight. Um, there's a lot of, and, and, you know, we talk about performative allyship and things like that. And I think that that usually like the performative stuff is like, look how good I am. I'm really being supportive and I'm really doing good stuff and listen to all the shit I say and all that other stuff. Um, and you and I had a conversation back in 2020 when I was like, I don't know how to be supportive in all of this. And you're like, don't speak for us, elevate our voices, magnify our voices, I can't remember the word you used. It, that was not the right word, but, um, but I don't remember saying, either. But um, not accentuate our voices, something like that. Anyway, the word will come to me later. But um, basically, say, you know, instead of saying I, I, I think this and I think that, and this is what I'm seeing happening in the black community, retweet somebody who is in the black community who's saying that same thing. Yeah. Don't take words out of other people's mouths. Be the ally, be the support by saying, look what they amplify. That was the right word. Amplify, amplify the voices yeah. Yeah, of, of other people. And that's so apropos um, too right now to like what's going on in Ukraine, right? Like I feel like yes. a lot of people are feeling very much like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to support. Like I've been feeling that intensely, right? There's this hopelessness of like all of my problems seem, seem insignificant. Like I want to help somebody, but I'm so far away and like giving money can really only go so far. And I think that one of the things that has helped me is like following more people who live in Ukraine, retweeting their experiences and the things that they've said and just educating myself, like making sure I'm educated about the situation so that I know, um, I can speak on it intelligently and, Mm -hmm amplify other people's voices but in an intelligent way right like not just parroting back what people have said so like I've done I did a lot of research and like learned that it's Ukraine not the Ukraine and I learned about the proper spelling of Kiev Kiev Kev Kiev Kiev, thank you. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, and I had a whole conversation with my mom where we were talking about it and I had to educate her. And I was like, please mm-hmm. know this and use this so that you don't sound ridiculous when you're talking about it. Right. Like that was my kind of way of being supportive is just like if I can educate myself and then help educate others on like the reality of what's going on, then mm-hmm. that makes me feel useful and it's such a drop in the bucket but like it's not me saying well like well this is what is going on right like it's not like you said like I'm not putting myself ahead of hi kitty cat (laughs) (laughs) I'm not putting myself ahead of it and like deciding I'm now an expert on the Ukraine Russia war but like yeah making sure that I can be intelligent about it Absolutely. Um, being educated, it helps you be a better ally and a better supporter for sure. For sure. With everything. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then also remembering not to burden the people you're trying most to help mm-hmm. is definitely another answer, but then also being intentional mm-hmm. in how you support other people. Exactly. Like years and years ago, a close friend of mine, um, their 
a close friend of theirs passed away very suddenly. And I did a lot of research about grief. Like I read a bunch of like blogs and forums and like all of this stuff. And I educated myself about how to support somebody who was experiencing grief. And I learned a lot. And so recently when my friend's house was destroyed by a tornado, um, I went back to that knowledge and I was like, okay, what I learned was take little things off their plate so that they don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. food, laundry, blah, 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 which is what your friends are doing for you right now. And Mm -hmm. so I felt confident and I was like, okay, I'm going to make you guys some food. I'll go grocery shopping for you. Like, let me do this. And they were like, yes, please. Thank you. You know? Um, But it, it, Mm -hmm. it came first from me educating myself years ago about what is an effective way to like be a grief caregiver when things are hard. Yeah. I'll tell you, working through all the stuff for my former stepmother's issues, you know, issues isn't the right word, but the situation with her Mm -hmm. death yesterday, um, my sister's not in a place emotionally or knowledge base Mm -hmm. to manage all this. And she's her mother's only child. Yeah. And so being able to, it's not that I'm not emotional about it, but I'm not in the same emotional situation with her mother that she is. Yeah. So even though she's in Kentucky, her mom died in Missouri and I'm in New York, I've made 12 three-way phone calls this morning and helped her navigate everything from the coroner's office to the crematorium, to the church and an estate attorney, uh, because there was a wrongful death include, in, involved in that as well, mm. uh, who's going to help us navigate everything with probate and, um, you know, the, the lawsuit against the, the, the truck company. But anyway, um, having somebody who can step in and do those things with you. Uh, and part of it is, is being open, right? So if you're the person who is grieving or you're the person who has lost, being open to somebody helping you, um, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Yeah, that's a really big part yeah. of it is I feel like um, whether it's grief or whether you're an underrepresented person, you know, I know that um, there is a there is a, a connection between like being underrepresented and having uh, some of that trauma on you. I mean, obviously it depends on the person, mm-hmm. right? Um, sure. But if you are, if you are physically disabled and you've, you know, maybe been in a wheelchair your whole life, there might be a degree of like hyper-independence that you have, right? Because you're like, I don't want to depend on other people. I don't want to be a victim. I need to be able to take care of myself, right? I've met people like that right. who are very independent and they mm-hmm. do not want help, which is great. You should be independent, but sometimes everybody needs help sometimes for any reason, mm-hmm. for all reasons. And so, yeah, yeah, like for sure, that's a really good point to bring up. It's like, let okay. yourself be amenable to receiving help. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, from the right people. Cause yeah, like sometimes you might get a bad feeling of somebody's just being performative or whatever, and you can definitely say no, but I'm sure there's also lots of people who are very genuine. And I love, I love receiving help from my friends. I have friends all the time who offer to help and support me with things. And it always makes me feel super good. And then Mm -hmm. I stress about what can they do for me, (laughs) you know? And like, (laughs) I will always think of something. Exactly. It's always things that so yeah. So this this is good. This is a good talk. I feel good. Good. I'm glad. 
Um, well, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, is there anything that our listeners can do to support you while you're going through this time? Is there a, a donation, something like that, that people can look mm-hmm. at, you know, any, any sort of support that people can give you from a distance to do with your, sure. your stepmom and your dad? So the first thing, and I've posted this um, publicly too, the first thing is, you know, so my dad um, loves Chardonnay. Next time you have a glass of wine, just remember my dad and me, that would be lovely. Um, if you are somebody, um, if you if you are, if we were all somebody, um, <laughs> I will say, you know, that it, it's, it's hard. We, we think we know, you know, that somebody loves you. You know that you love somebody, but if the last phone call you had with somebody, you didn't say it, you feel badly. Like they, I didn't say, I love you that time. And, but my dad knew I loved him. I can't remember, honestly, in the last call I said, with I had with him, I think he said, I love you. I don't know, but um, it doesn't bother me that I don't remember that. But for some people, it's very um, traumatic if they don't remember that. Tell people you love them. That's my challenge. I posted it on on Twitter. Tell people you love them. Nobody ever hears that too much. Yeah. There's no such thing as hearing I love you too much. So reach out to those people who are special in your life, whether it's a parent, a child, siblings, close friends, other family members, tell people you love them. If it's true, don't do it just because be intentional in it. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody does want to make a donation in memory of my father, my stepmother, um, I will always point you to Big Orange Heart. So, um, you know, you can go to donate.bigorangeheart.org and make a donation. Um, and you're welcome to do that in memory of my father, Phil Frischett. Awesome. Cool. Yep. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all this with us, Michelle. And, and um, I'm glad we were able to like find a topic that was relevant um, but also like had relevance to our usual conversations as well. So, mm-hmm. And I didn't cry. I'm, I mean, I'll cry later, cry. but I didn't cry. <laughs> it's okay if you did. Alrighty. We will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Where the topic's always unknown, but exactly. hey, and you know, we do say this before. If you have topic ideas, send them to us. We're always happy please, to. Please, please. Uh, on Twitter. And we're always looking for people who are willing to be on the back burner um, in case Allie or I have something come up um, uh, that we can't avoid um, so that we can reach out to have somebody be a guest anytime. So absolutely. All and right. we love you. We love you. <laughs> I love see you, Allie. Love you, Michelle. See you next time. <laughs> This episode was sponsored by the following companies. NinjaForms. NinjaForms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. HumanMade. HumanMade supercharges WordPress to empower brands to deliver innovative digital experiences. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.